0: This week's topic is going to be dealing with Minog in halacha, minug b'mamen, common customs, common trade usages, and how it plays into your day-to-day workplace, your day-to-day transactions. So generally, there are two prevailing attitudes when it comes to minog, Whenever a dispute arises, so some people take the track that since we're from yidden and we have a Torah, we have a Shulchan so who cares what other people do? Who cares what people have decided based on just whatever their background or whatever they're used to, let's go open up a Shulchan Aruch and let's see how Chazal and the Paiskim deal with our particular situation, let's find precedent and apply it. Others take the opposite attitude and they say the maxim of Minog Mavat al-halacha, that common use overrides halacha, and therefore who cares what the Shulchan Aruch says, this is the way we do things here, this is the way it's always done, and therefore that should take the, take the day, and that's what we should go with. So as we go through the sugi, we'll see that both of those attitudes are incorrect. There has to be a correct halakhah based interplay between the of zuchosh that we were given and the common usages that we find in the business world around us. So the sugi begins in the 7th parak of Baban right in the beginning, discussing workers, hired workers, who were hired without specific contracts. So the mishnah begins... This is Bab Metziah, Pe, Gimlom and Aleph, one who hires workers, Umr Lahem, and he demands of them, LaHashkimu if they should come early to work, or they should stay late after work. Typical workday was, let's say, you know, from sunrise to sunset, he wants them to come even before that, he wants them to come at dawn, he wants them to stay till nightfall. So the, the Mishnah says, If they're in a place where the common custom is not to come early, or not to stay late, and he cannot force them to remain beyond the regular work hours. Mishnah continues, If the Minig is to give them food, then he has to provide them food. If, it's not, if there's a specific Minig, not just to give food, but actually give they mean a lift on Rashi says, meaning uh, like spreads and things to go along with the food, side dishes, then Yisapik, he has to provide that as well. Everything is like the custom of that particular city, that particular place. There's a story the ben He told his son, Go out and hire workers for us. His son went to Pasuk He told them, not only am I hiring you for wages, I'm going to give you food as well. When he came back to his father, he told him what happened. His father told him, B'ni, my son, even if you'll give them a meal like Shlom Malach in his day, and you're still not going to be, fulfill your commitment to them, because since they're the children of Rav of Yaakov, they're entitled to a pseudo way beyond your means, and therefore this is a bad arrangement made with them, so what should you do? Elo." before they even start doing the work, say, go out to them, the tell them, Al Ella Pas Pulvad, I'm only when I told you food, I am clarifying that to mean it's only going to be bread and beans. He disagrees and he says, he did not have to go clarify his words because when he told them food, everything goes based on the minig whatever the custom is to do, that's what he's obligated to give them. So despite the fact that they have this royal lineage of Avraham, ha Yaakov, still they're not entitled to anything more than the common usage, common custom when it comes to providing workers their food. So Taisvis over here clarifies, a very important said, that when we say that you're not allowed to tell workers to come before the regular work day or after or stay late after the regular workday, says Tysis, the stama. This is only if they were hired without any prior clarification, without any prior stipulation about what they have to do at the time of their day now after they're already hired he tells them now he wants them to come early or stay late it says if you made these stipulations beforehand then everything goes by what you said if you made up early, earlier when you contracted with them that they have to come at a specific time leave at a specific time we believe very strongly in freedom of contract and whatever you made up that's what goes despite there being a prevailing common custom not like that so that's going to put everything we say, basically, when it comes to minig, almost everything is going to be qualified by this. You say that we're dealing with stomach. We're dealing with things that were not clarified beforehand. If you, the best way to go always is to clarify beforehand, that way you stay out of trouble. If you the more, you can put in writing or 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 speak, speak it out specifically that exactly what the terms of the contract is then you'll be much better off. You won't have to fall back on minig, which can be very hard to ascertain, as we'll see. But if it's not spoken out, that's when the rules of minig apply. So this has the Gemara. The Gemara wants to know when he hired the workers and he did not clarify when to come. And now he wants them, after they're already hired, he wants them to start coming early or leave late. So the the mission is Paskin, that it's Hakol K'minig and you cannot force them. The Gemara says P'shita, what is the Havamina that you can ask someone to do more than what was originally assumed to have been the stipulation? Why would you assume that all of a sudden the employer is allowed to demand of his workers to start coming early? It says the Gemara, there's a big over here. He's paying them more than a typical worker. So, you would think Amr Lahui is allowed to tell them this that I added to your wages was, was based on the assumption that you're going to be coming earlier or leaving late but with me kamash malon so the chiddush of the Mishnah is telling you, the Amrulay, they're allowed to tell him back. No, that I did L'ana Daita Lachavid Shapirta. This, that you gave us the extra wages, we took that not to mean that we have to come early or leave late, different than the rest of the people. We just assumed it meant that you want us to do really good work. You know, we're going to put our our all into it. We're not just going to be the regular lackadaisal workers who are trying to cut corners. We're going to give it give it our all. We're not that. We're going to do extra that they can say that was not, in, that's not what we intended, so we're entitled to the higher wages, and still, we do not have to do anything different than the common custom when it comes to work. The Gemara continues with a member of Rishlakesh. Amr turning on to Pekim Bez. The, the Gemara is now envisioning what a worker's time should be. The Torah <laughs> envision of the worker's workday. Poyol <laughs> When he's revo- arriving home, his travel home should be on his own time. But when he's going to work, his travel time to work, that is that should be on the time of the balabais Shenemar, Like the Pasuk says, When the sun sets, that's when the sun rises, that is when the animals go back into their caves, back into their habitats. Then a person is go- goes out to work, meaning he leaves his house when the sun is already... So Rising at sunrise, that's when he leaves his house. But he remains at his work until nightfall. So you see that the work day, the Torah's work day, is that you don't leave your house until the sun already begins to shine. But when it comes to going back home, that already is on your own time. You work until nightfall, and then the travel home is already after the sun sets. So basically, the Torah is envisioning a work day as beginning at sunrise. And going until nightfall. So the Gemara wants to know, why are you even telling me this? So the Gemara says on the fourth line, higi. Let's just see what the common custom is. What's the local custom? That should be the workday. That's going to define the workday. What difference does it make to me, to the Torah's vision of how a workday should look? Says the Gemara, chadasha. We're talking about a new city where it has no established custom. Since there is no established custom, so therefore we revert back to the Torah's vision of a workday, if, unless it was previously stipulated otherwise the more are still not satisfied. So then we sh- if we don't have the local custom, because the new city, so let's look at where these workers originated from. It's assuming the, origin- the workers originate from a specific place that has a custom, so then the assumption would be that they're going on what they're used to. So if they always worked 9 to 5, so they should be working 9 to 5. It shouldn't be the tires vision of a workday. The Gemara says, "Binu We're talking about a consortium of workers. They all come from different places. They have different minhagim, and therefore, we cannot establish a minic. So, we see if we have different minhagim and no established local minic, then we're just going to revert back to the regular halacha, which will be the Torah's vision of employment of sunrise until nightfall, unless they stipulate otherwise. Ibo is emo. A second pshat the Gemara says, the Omar Lahu he told them specifically, "The I'm hiring you the way the Torah envisions a workday." And therefore, like we said earlier from Tasis, that any time you stipulate, that overrides the local custom. So if you told them, I'm hiring you like the Toyota's idea of a worker, so then they have to begin at sunrise. They have to have, work, they have to have left the house. Ha- again, they leave the house at sunrise, and then they have to keep working up until nightfall, and they travel on their own time when it's already night. So again, so we see that stipulating, if it was clarified beforehand, that overrides the local custom. When there is no local custom, then we also go back to the halacha. The custom only prevails when there is a specified local custom, and it's known what it is, so, and there was nothing else clearly defined, so then we revert to the, the custom. The mitig will be the way we define what the terms of the contract are. So that is the sugya. We go now to the second Maramakam, is the Shulchan Aruch in Reish Tesvav. And here it just gives us, it's quoting the album, it just gives us the scope of Minog. After going through Helchus Mechum it's going through all the different ways things are included in a sale or not included in a sale or how things are consummated, how sales are affected, says the Shulchan Aruch in Reish Tesvav Sivches, even though you're dealing with a Mecher and a Lekech, you're dealing with a buyer and a seller, All the above are only being discussed. In similar cases, There's no specific custom. And there's no specific trade usage terms for each specific thing by itself. If there's a specific custom that when you sell, let's say, A, it comes along with B, or that it's delivered in a certain fashion, at a certain time, etc., then it's included in the sale. You rely on the customs, whether you're dealing with real estate, whether you're dealing with movable goods. This concludes the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. This is a fundamental yesayi. It's a tremendous iker. In all areas of commerce, you follow the local terms, the way people speak, in that place, after the customs, the local usages that are going to define what was said and what was expected to be delivered, etc., and it will define the terms of how the either the employment or the sale, whatever it was, is going to be defined by the local terms and the local usages, and it goes across all areas of Mekhrememker, all areas of Masumatan are going to be defined by a specific Minuk.